Triple play today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Bob Jensen in to talk about catching walleyes in hot weather. Matt Brewer tells us what to go for when the walleyes aren't biting no matter what. And once you catch the fish, you got to cook them. Jason Bozer with some tips on that. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much some trout the fishes all tremble at the thought of me when i'm f-i-s-h-double-i-n paul bunyan country this is fish and paul bunyan country checking with bob jensen from fishing the midwest bob we are into the heat of summer uh, you know the, the sky is high the wind the, the water's flat uh, the water's warm, and a lot of people say there's absolutely no way you can catch a walleye this time of year. Uh, it might be tougher, but it certainly is not impossible. Guides find ways all the time. There are walleyes to be caught even now. In this warm weather, the walleye still have to eat. You know, their metabolism is high because of the warm water, and that they got to eat. It's just a matter of showing them what they want. Uh, this time of year, I've spent... Quite a bit of time over in like Cabotogama, uh, on the on the border there, uh, Voyager's National Park, and we're fishing deep water with live bait rigs, and yeah, the deep water being, uh, oh, I don't know, twenty to thirty feet, something like that, with live bait rigs, and we use both crawlers and leeches, and uh, again, we're relying on our electronics to show us the fish. If there are no fish present, we don't fish, and much of the time the structures are pretty large, but they'll be concentrated on a small area. Uh, if, if we find concentrations of fish, we slow down, you know, and live bait rig them. If they're spread out, we put a bottom bouncer down there and uh, pull a spinner. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If they're all, you know, standing right, uh, sitting right on top of each other, you know, doing a large pass isn't going to do you a whole lot of good. No, your bait is out of the fish zone too much of the time. you got to sit right on top of them and, and get them to bite. And that might uh, take some time, and it might take a few different approaches. The key here is you find the schools of fish, and you fish them. And if they don't want to bite, go find another school of fish. But remember where that school was, because eventually, sometime during the day, they will bite. Sometime they're going to maybe move a little shallower, and uh, they'll bite. Okay. One of the things that, uh, that that can be really, really effective this time of year, Walker Bay is an ex- is a perfect example of that, is go out at night when the moon is full, drag those crankbaits. Uh, the walleye bite can be very, very exciting if you're willing to be out late. In that clear water in particular, I've caught some big walleyes in Walker Bay. Uh, into the fall, too, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll get shallow there in the fall uh, by the public beach. I've caught some really big walleyes in the fall there. But, yeah, in the summer, too, when it's at night... Uh, the water's calmed down a little bit. You know, not as many people uh, on the water. Maybe the fish are a little bit less spooky, and, and crankbaits will catch them. You're right. And again, like we talked about uh, last time we visited, Bob, uh, don't be uh, just a walleye guy. If it is just not happening, uh, that doesn't mean the northerns aren't going to be hungry on a hot day or the bass aren't going to be going, ready to go crazy. Um, there are other things you can do that will be at least as entertaining. I promise you it's more fun to go out and catch a bunch of bass 
than not catch any walleye. <laughs> you know, and, and typically bass will get caught, northerns will get caught. You can catch walleyes too, and much of the time you'll catch walleyes right in there with the bass on the weed line, you know, throwing a, uh, uh, a jig worm. Walleyes eat those things too. They eat them really good. Uh, uh, like a, a four-inch ringworm, impulse ringworm, is a good way to catch a wide variety of species of fish in the summer. It's a good way just to get bit. Yeah, and and uh, you mentioned the weed line, boy. That is your that is your area of diversity in the fishery. Um, everybody, you know, it's cool there. There's bait fish there. There's going to be fish there. There's going to be fish there. The weed line is a great place to start for a wide variety of fish. Uh, you can troll the weed line, yeah, no, and cover water quickly with a crankbait. And then when you find a concentration of fish, slow down and cast to them. But just look for points in the weed lines or turns or just something different, and that's where the fish will be. Okay. Uh, and again, especially on those clear water lakes, uh, though there's a lot of times a year we could be out in the middle of the day, good, uh, you know, midday bite, good baker's hour bite, but there are times you just might have to set your alarm a little early or just maybe plan to stay out a little late. That's it. Early and late in the day in the summer is a big deal. I, and, you know, it's nice to be out there. I'm, I'm not much of a morning person, but if I'm going to go fishing in the summer, I want to be out there when the sun comes up and, and be fishing some shallow water for bass in particular. I really enjoy that. You know, uh, when they blow up in that bait, that's fun. All right. And, uh, Bob Jensen, I, uh, fishing the Midwest uh, television, I know that uh, you're on a number of different, uh, different channels and networks. Uh, where are some of the places we might be able to watch your show next winter? Uh, in the Bemidji area, we're on WDIO out of Duluth and Fox Sports North. Uh, Fox Sports North provides coverage for a wide area, but WDIO out of Duluth also uh, is, is our carrier in that area. And, of course, uh, if we want to check you out, we can also go to your website, too, right? Fishingthemidwest.com. We've got all of our TV shows on fishingthemidwest.com, as well as articles and that sort of thing. All right. Bob Jensen from Fishing the Midwest, my guest today, talking hot summer walleyes. Bob, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Always enjoy it, guys. Up next, Matt Brewer talks about what to do when the walleyes aren't biting. Some people say fishing is overrated. For the record, they are wrong. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in with Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service. Matt, we've talked a lot about walleyes when they're biting the various times of the year, but someday even the best walleye angler is going to have a hard time getting them to bite. So when that happens, what do we go after to get some action and to keep A, either our kids or B, our clients happy? If you're out after walleyes and you're not having success, why ruin your day just grinding it out? You can always chase other things, and there's always other things biting. So bass fishermen really, really enjoy the hot of summer, and the bass really like to bite during that time of year. So the walleye anglers that are having trouble during that time of year, which is typically when it's going to get toughest, they should go try some bass fishing. Largemouth bass are abundant in the area. There's no shortage of lakes. I've said it before on different segments. I say throw a dart, and you can basically do that anywhere around here. You can even catch them on Lake Bemidji and the Mississippi River. I mean, they're so abundant around here that it's hard not to fish for them every once in a while. And if you got kids out, panfish, bluegills and perch are really, really aggressive and really, really easy to catch midsummer, late in the summer when it's really hot during the dog days. Those are some definite options. And then the northern fishing is pretty much nonstop from the time it opens until eternity. 
<laughs> it seems. So, you know, you can always throw on a crankbait and go troll some weed edges or troll up in the weeds and you're going to catch northern. They'll keep you busy and everyone thinks of them as this throwaway fish, but they taste great. And we have clients all the time that we tell them, keep a couple pike, mix them in with your walleyes or with your perch and you're going to be impressed with the taste. And it never fails that they are. So those are some other options when the walleyes aren't going. And the thing about northerns, we get deeper into the hot part of summer. Those sizes start to get bigger too. You might catch something very exciting if you're going after northerns. Yeah, actually, some of our biggest northerns that we catch every year are during the dog days of summer when we're pulling lead core with crankbaits, looking around for walleyes that are suspended out deep. That's when we catch our biggest northern every year. So it's definitely true that that time of year is the time to go after a big bite. If some of your uh, regular haunts just aren't going, you're used to seeing that scenery, might be time to just take the boat, put it on the trailer, go check out a lake you've never tried before. Even if the fishing isn't that great, at least it's something different and you'll see something you haven't seen maybe ever. Yeah, and who knows, you might luck into a pot of fish that nobody's fished all year and you might have your new honey hole. We've actually checked out different lakes during days when we weren't guiding just to tinker around and we'd be fishing for one species and all of a sudden you catch half a dozen walleyes and you're like, huh, I never even knew this spot would produce. So you never know when you can land on a gold mine and during that tough time, it's not the best time to explore because chances are it's tough all over, but it can be rewarding. You know, it's kind of fun to do that and obviously I agree with you if it's a hotter time of the year in general as far as action goes, you're going to have more fun. But for a guide, I know you've got to be on the lakes that people want to fish on and a lot of those lakes they just haven't heard of. But for those of us who are North Country residents, why not? You know, why not? Yeah, definitely. It never hurts to try something new. We talked a little bit about the fact that you spend an awful lot of time on Bemidji for very good reason. Some time on Cass as well. What are some of your other favorite lakes that you don't get to fish as much? We do a lot of trips out of Coles Resort, so we're on Big Turtle a lot. That's probably our second most visited lake, maybe tied with the Cass Lake chain, but I live right up by Turtle River, so we hit a lot of the lakes in the Turtle River area, including Turtle River itself. Three Islands is good. Black Duck isn't that far away, and Black Duck's a great fishery, and a lot of times that is kind of running the opposite of Bemidji. So when Bemidji starts to slow down, a lot of times Black Duck picks up and 25 minutes is a pretty short drive from Bemidji to get on some better fishing. So if it's slow, why not jump up that way? And the perch fishing is good out there and you've got panfish out there. And then you delve into the whole scenic highway area and the list just goes on and on and on. The beautiful thing about the lakes and the scenic highway, a lot of them right smack dab in the middle of the forest and there might be one or two buildings on them. You may see one boat. If you're looking to get out of the way, those are some of the lakes to check out. Yeah, and they hold a huge abundance of fish. Some of them are really, really spectacular, and, and like you said, you might not see another person all day, so they're fantastic fisheries, and the scenery is great, and why not hit a few? All right, talking with Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service. Matt, if people want to use your services for lakes off the beaten path or big bodies of walleye, how can they get a hold of you? Simply go to northcountryguides.com, and all of our contact info is listed there. And as always, we thank you for your time. Yep, thanks. Fishing. The only sport with more logos than NASCAR. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in once again with outstanding guide in the Grand Rapids area, Jason Bozer. Jason, one of the things that you do as a guide is you also have your own fish batter and you do some cooking for your guests sometimes. And that's the topic we want to talk about today. Not so much catching the fish, but once we caught them, how we make them taste good. I know you don't want to give away the secrets to your batter or anything, but... What are some of the key ingredients to making a fish taste good? One of the key ingredients of making a fish taste good is taking care of it after you catch it. I think that is the most 
important thing. You don't want to let it drag around in the water, bellied up, turn white, and the meat's mushy and everything. The best thing to do, the live wells nowadays are great. You catch them, you keep them alive until you're ready to go. Otherwise, if you don't, you throw them on ice. Keep that meat firm. To me, that's number one. As far as the rest of the stuff, the key ingredients, I don't know if there is because everybody's got their own key flavor that they like. Some people like it a little spicy, some don't. I tend to like, I'll take walleyes for instance. I like my walleyes fried and I like a little batter and I like a little spice with mine. So even the oregano and Cajun spices, all that stuff all mixed together just makes a nice batter. And that's what I put in for my shore lunch mix. I know like other people just put seasoned salt in there and they crackers and they'll have a little thicker batter where they use beer batter stuff. To me, that hides a little bit too much of the fish taste, so I tend to stay away from that. I like a nice thin coating on my fish where I can still taste the fish but have a little flavor after you're done. That right balance. Yeah, that's hard. Um, Hard to get that right balance, really. One of the key ingredients, and I don't think a lot of people know this when they make up their own, the bisquick. You know, whether you make your own or you buy some, that bisquick browns up the fish without burning it. If your blaze are brown just using flour, that means it's burning. Where the bisquick will brown it up without it burning, so it don't have to get so hot. CNJ fish batter, that's one of our basics is bisquick for the browning. you got to have it stick on there. We always pat all our fish. When we do a shore lunch, we pat all our fish dry, try to not get quite the thick batter on ours. Is there a specific oil that works better for you? I've used her all from canola to peanut. As far as just doing it once, we do a shore lunch, you're only using the oil once and you throw it away. I don't think it's that important. But if you got these big cookers where they try to save the oil, you know, that peanut oil works pretty good. For a one-shot deal, don't seem to matter that much. The temperature of the oil is what really matters. You want to make sure that oil's at 350 at least. Because if it's less than that, that batter and that fish will absorb that oil and make it a little soggy. It's just not good. So the key really is the oil temperature. Do you prefer doing it on a pan or do the cookers work good too? The pan's nice depending on how many people you got. I mean, we cook for the DARE program here in Grand Rapids. Our group of fishing guides does. We have a big fish fry at the church and we cook at all the L&M stores and that's when cookers really come in handy because you're pounding out 150 pounds of fish in a four or five hour period. It's like, whoo. But I like the taste of the pan fried fish. I don't know. It's always kind of neat to have the picture of the fish laying in the pan and they're sizzling. And one thing about pan fried fish, surprise, that not more people know this, but when you're frying fish in a pan, you always lay the skin side down first. If you lay it down like on the rib side or the inside, your fish will start curling. So whenever you're doing your fish in a pan, always put it skin side down and it won't curl up on you. People don't know that. I was kind of surprised. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We sometimes go out and catch bluegills. We'll catch some northerns. We'll catch some crappies, different types of fish. Is there an adjustment for the type of fish as far as what kind of spices you use or anything? Not really. Of course, naturally we use our shore lunch mix. um, (laughs) I'll say when we're at home, me and my wife are cooking up some fresh crappies. I like nothing better than just salt and pepper and a little flour. It gives it, I just love the taste of crappies. That's about the only one I ever really adjust on. Unless I'm doing northern pike, if I ain't frying them, I do like to bake them. When I bake a northern, I like to season it with some salt and pepper, and I put some lemon and onions and Parmesan cheese on it and bake it. Oh, That's some good stuff. Man, you're making me hungry.
yeah, yeah. But northern is one of the few fish I really bake. Northerns and tulipies. I like their flavor baked. Interesting. Yeah. Jason, like you say, I've seen on your website you promote your fish batter. I think you can probably get it through the website. Are there any other outlets we can pick up your batter? Yep. All the L&M stores carry it. And believe, I hope I'm saying this right, Bemidji Lukens carries it. Oh, okay. And sometimes Marketplace Food does too. The thing is, it works great on everything. Instead of flour, we use a little bit of that batter and just like flour, and it gives it a little tang. Give her a try. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, sounds good. And again, you got information on it on your website as well, correct? Yep. You can also order it through Moose Lake Wild Rice. They handle all our orderings there. We send it out to wherever it needs to go. All right, Jason, if people want to use your fine guide service, if nothing else, to have an enjoyable shore lunch, how can they get a hold of you? Well, you get a hold of us on our website at mnfishingpros.com or give me a holler on my cell phone at 218 244 2517. Jason Bozer, guide in the Grand Rapids area, joining us today. Thanks a lot for your insight, Jason. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Have a great day. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A do operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.